cliffcentral.com. Hello and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Books Unpegged with Super Lead. Consider this. Have you ever wanted to read more business and leadership books, but you simply don't have the time to do that? Imagine you could read a book a week. How awesome will that be? A lot of us have these demanding jobs and countless responsibilities, so our bookshelves may end up ha- having more books that we intend to read than those we have actually read. My name is Mandaj Flower. I'm the CEO at Superlead, which is a strategy consulting and leadership coaching organization. And on this show, we deep dive into a leadership topic, which we anchor, uh, which we've which which is anchored in one book that we feature per episode. And we share actionable insights to advance your leadership excellence. We are proudly sponsored by Holland Life Solutions. And I'm joined here in studio by my co-host, Ngobile Ngobo, who is a director at Alpha International. Ngobile, welcome to today's show. Hi, Manda. It's good to be back. Excited to dive into this next book. Fantastic. So, so today's book, um, I have, it's probably one of the top five books I've recommended to people. Um, you know, oftentimes, you know, I, I get asked a lot about, Hey, if you could recommend one book, you know, and, you know, go back to the old classics, like how to win friends and influence people, the greatest salesman, mm-hmm. and maybe to some of the, the, the sort of the newer books. And oftentimes when, when someone is in a leadership position or there's some transition, I, um, I, I tend to recommend this book a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because many of us, uh, especially given the context, you know, someone will tell me what's happening in their team and somewhat feels like they, they, they have this job that, you know, they're meant to head tigers, herd tigers, if it were. Um, then, uh, then I have this book literally handy to say, mm-hmm. Hey, why don't you, um, why don't you go through this book? So that's the book we're unpacking today. Yes, we're unpacking Herding Tigers by Todd Henry. Absolutely. It's literally one of my favorite books if if uh if 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 I may if I may say. And most of us, especially now, right? We are leading in an environment where uh, you know, especially most knowledge uh, workers, they're leading environment where, you know, parts of the, uh, some members of the teams are working from home, uh, and there's like, you know, some, you know, some are uh, in the building. It, it's just, <laughs> you just mm. don't know anymore. And it feels like, uh, you know, you don't have that much control as you used to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. when everyone was, was, was in, in, the, office. The, in the office. <laughs> and it's just in a whole new, you know, different world really. And yet you still have to lead and, and kind of, um, and, and deliver the results. And most people might be sitting there feeling like this job feels like I'm hating, I'm hurting tigers. Mm. And, 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 and the way Todd wrote the book, it came from a creative space. Yes. And it's essentially, it's kind of say, how can you be that leader that creative people like to follow, mm. um, or love to follow if it were? And most of us, you know, can almost ignore this book, uh, on the bookshelf because, you know, you might think, okay, no, I don't think I'm a creative person. You know, mm. I run a, you know, I run an accounting department mm. or I, I'm in the supply chain mm, <laughs> mm, mm. management space. Yeah. But but I think one of the things to maybe just unpack now is to say I think more of us are in the creative work than we 
we realize we are okay. right because most of the work we're doing it's we are creating something we're designing something as we spoke about last week we are coming up with something that probably was not there and today is it's here yeah. um and i i just worry that this word creative has just been reduced to like just few industries yes um and, and um and I think one of the first things as you're listening to us today is to embrace your creative space, if it were, even if you are, you are a manager in an accounting department. Mm, mm. I think that's really good. And I think especially as we all try to be innovative <laughs> and to adapt quickly that yeah. uh, more and more, um, People are recognizing that there's a lot more creativity to what they do, um, creative thinking to what they do as well. Absolutely. And we are all creatives. I think, mm. uh, you know, most people have made a solid argument about this thing. You know, even as we grow up as children, you know, we got just a massive creativity. Yeah. Even though they do beat it out of us every, <laughs> as we go through school. But, uh, uh, but. But many, all, almost all of us, I think. Yeah. But uh, I think it's a good point because I remember when I was doing one of these personality tests, I came up as highly creative, but I thought I, I always thought I wasn't creative because I wasn't good at art. <laughs> 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 then I was like, oh, I was always creative. <laughs> You see, so maybe that's another thing to just recommend to our, to our listeners today to say, hey, maybe go do one of these assessments insights, uh, you know, strength finder, whatever. You might realize that you got a lot more creativity in you than, than, than you appreciate. But what's important about this, uh, embracing this is that, you know, creative people get given this work that, you know, you kind of get told, you know, this is a brief, go do your magic. Um, you know, can you, can you kind of just, Give us a decision. Can you do your thing? Yes. Right. If you're in an environment where you have to go do your thing, you know you're you're creative. Mm. Um, right. Because most of the briefs and the work that we sometimes we have to do, it's generally opaque in mm. how how it's kind of given to us. Yes. Um, go run this project. Right? Yes. So go 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 double the, the the numbers and you know go lead this team. I just. Go do your thing or yes. resolve that, yes. right? So that needs a lot of creative juices, if it were, yeah. uh, to flow. Awesome. Awesome. So now we, we dive into the elements of yeah. leading creatives. Yeah. And, and maybe before we, we, we get there, we might want to also just dispel some, some of the, the, the myths, right? Um, um, because, you know, most people, either you're in a creative industry or you lead in the knowledge workspace, um, you know, there's this myth that Henry Todd, uh, Todd speaks about, which says, you know, people, we think that people, creative people just want total freedom, right? Mm. To just do whatever it is that they want to do. Um, and he kind of says, no, some level of, of, um, boundaries, even budget wise, those things are actually good for, for the creative work or for the knowledge uh, work. Um, you know, total freedom is really not good for, for, for anyone really. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good because it says, um, most creative people need a predictable environment in which to do their work. Yeah. So they need the environment to be able to be creative within. Yeah, and, and it's not, you know, given the choice between being over, like, micromanaged, restricted, yeah. and, you know, you can only go to, um, to break during this time, you can only do this <laughs> at this time, et cetera, et cetera. You know, given the choice between that kind of strict environment and the one that's a little bit more freer, mm. creative people, knowledge work people, you know, will 
definitely lean more towards, hey, let's have some space, but yeah. it's not total freedom. Yes, um, yeah. It's like having difference between like you do, you don't want to keep people in a in a sandbox, yeah, but you want to give them the playground, but yeah. there's still boundaries to the playground. Absolutely, so they know the room to play in. And 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 the other one is he says that creative people, you know, there's a myth that creative people only just care about you know how cool the idea is or <laughs> how how cool something is. And he kind of says no, no, creative people are actually professionals and they're very concerned mm. with the results. Yes, um, this and have you impact? know they do care about the revenues the numbers etc etc so 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 that idea he kind of dispels very quickly yeah so there's about five of these Mm -hmm. i don't know if we can cover all of them in terms of the cool thing though they also say how you know um they care about the results but it can also be a frustration if we're obsessed if the practicality means that we prematurely sacrifice the creativity Yeah You know So it's about being creative But also we do care About the impact But yeah So myth three Creative people lack Analytical ability Or business acumen And that is totally false <laughs> <laughs> Because you know This is this thing Where people We, we kind of put people In a box Just because I've showed mm. My creativity Doesn't mean that I can't I can You know Understand spreadsheets And um, mm. and, and numbers um, And do the analysis You know The creativity Might just be that element that at least for me shows up a lot stronger. Yeah. Um, and no, and yes, they do understand business. Yes, yeah, and you need the creatives when you're having those strategic discussions. And then the fourth myth is that creative people are either egomaniacs or completely insecure. <laughs> either end of the spectrum. <laughs> and, and I think you can see with all these 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 myths, uh, no one is these people, or actually even the people you lead, because you might also feel like there's someone in your team that like super, you know, insecure or you know mm. just egocentric. Um, you know, these people don't necessarily sit in those ages. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we, when you over label someone and you put them there and, you know, potentially that's all you ever see, um, yeah. out of them. Yeah. And I think it's important sort of what Todd Hedry outlines around that myth, especially because he talks about how most people have developed Learned responses to unhealthy organizations And yeah. so if they are either Egomaniacs or highly insecure Sometimes it's actually out of self-protection Yeah um, In the environments that they've been in No, absolutely mm. Right And the last myth Yeah Creative um, people tend to be flighty or flaky <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and then he says, no, this is not true. Creative people, you, you know, they're not, they're not quick to, to jump ship, um, looking for interesting ideas. I think all of these myths, to a large extent, they're kind of saying, um, uh, instead of you kind of looking at the team and say, these people are, you know, flighty, flaky, they're egomaniacs, mm. they're insecure, they don't like our numbers or they don't bring the business side of things. All they care about is cool ideas and all they want is total freedom. Mm. Essentially, when we take those myths, we uh, almost relinquish our um, responsibility to lead mm. and create an environment um, where they thrive, where your team, you know, succeeds, right? Yeah. Because all of these things is just like uh, it's them, you know. They, this I is how they are. This is how <laughs> they are, and and um, and once you can blame someone, mm. you kind of 
unfulfilled sense of freedom yeah. um, and you give up the responsibility to lead. Yeah, um, yeah. But, and it kind of outlines these things so that we can then take up our responsibility to say, no, it's not about them. It's not about the fact that they're, they're, they're flighty or flaky, etc., etc. Um it's upon us to create an environment where they can thrive. Mm, yeah. You know, there's a, there's, there's another myth around sort of, uh, um, especially the flighty, right? <laughs> you get, um, when you have this conversation about, you know, transformation in organizations, mm-hmm, they'll be like, mm-hmm. yeah, we can find, you know, some of the, these people that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. When you find them, they're like either, they're also flighty and mm. they're in high demand or something like that. Yeah. And those kind of conversations, they, they feel good. Because you blame it on others yes. And then you don't get to take the responsibility Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Todd Henry um, sort of moves on And talks about what creative people need yeah. um, And he talks about these two elements Stability yeah. and challenge ah. So should we dive into those And what they mean Absolutely And this is this is once we have taken this responsibility mm. That uh, of no longer blaming your team anymore mm. um, Whether you're leading a super creative team In the, in the pure sense of the word you know mm. like people that that know that we're good in art mm. or you're leading you know a consulting team mm. or you're leading a team that's doing something that's closer to the knowledge work if it were yeah um you want to have these two elements you want to have create an environment which is stable mm-hmm. uh and you want to create um you want to give the team a proper challenge mm. um, And stability means that the environment around them Has some level of predictability um, uh, Obviously, you know you it, it cannot be Nothing is ever like pure predictable Yeah uh, But it's there, There's some level where You know, someone wakes up in the morning They know, you know What they're going to do There won't be too much disruption um, and they can focus in doing what they need to do. Mm. That's mm. sort of the, the stability piece. Amazing. And then the challenge piece. So the challenge piece is that they're given the chance to engage in the work that stimulates them, you know, sort of allows them to grow, uh, to stretch, you know, given something that you look at and you say, yeah, this feels, ho- this feels hard, but I think we might just be able to do it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I just worry even as we engage with, with many people, you you, you find that um, you know the people sometimes just kind of do the work that that just you just yeah I know how to do this thing and there's no challenge anymore yes. and it starts to get boring yes um, yeah. and all kinds of problems starts to fester out of yeah it. yeah and then you want to sort of yeah grow in a different in a different way yeah but you, sorry go ahead you know we, we were doing we were doing this work recently and uh, and and we kind of help this organization with their strategy um and uh and and when we were che- we were doing a checkout and mm-hmm. and one of the executives he's kind of like you know this is this is good you know I, I, and and now i feel like we have a challenge and the word he used that stuck with me is like this this has given me a new lease on life you know mm-hmm. instead of just waking up and opening the dashboard and yes. watching the number of sales today yeah. but but now that he's got this challenge and and we kind of you know, stretch the team quite a bit in the work and the and the facilitation, and he's like, I have a new lease on life, yeah. and, and I just wonder if you lead a team, um, are, are they like you know bored by uh, by by the work you're doing yeah. to an extent that you know they it's, it's just monotonous, it's 
you know, too the repeatable and uh and there's no challenge in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even if it's you, if you're feeling unchallenged not challenged yeah. at the moment, how do you communicate that um and find ways to have that challenge? But should we dive in? Because even with stability and challenge, he actually yeah. focuses on a few components within each. Absolutely. Like with stability, he talks about how it doesn't mean that there won't be any last minute changes or unexpected <laughs> curveballs, which I think um is important to know. But he talks about these two key components of stability. Absolutely. Um clarity and and protection. So should we dive into clarity? We've spoken about clarity a lot. I feel like it comes up in any <laughs> leadership does. book, it any does. leadership organizational um, text. It does. But, uh, and, yeah, clarity. Really, um, you, you know, some of you will know that um, I've, I've recently finished writing the book uh, that, that we're publishing in September. But somewhere in the book, you know, I kind of talk about a leader as, you know, a chief clarity officer. Mm. That's how much... That's how much, uh, you know, clar- how important clarity is, uh, in the work of leading. But anyway, so <laughs> when you lead in this environment, especially in the creative work, um, especially also in the work that we do, right, in the consulting space, you know, there, there's a lot, there's, you know, there's things change, um, you know, the client, you know, changes their, their mind and deadlines shift, et cetera, et cetera. What tends to happen sometimes, is that, you know, some leaders might want to wait until they are fully clear mm. to brief, to kind of give the team some level of, hey guys, this is what we need to work on. Mm. Um, and it's kind of saying, even though you, you have some sense of uncertainty, um, y- you know, y- you want to take a first stab, you, you want to take a risk and say, hey, here is what I, I would like for us to work on. Mm. Kind of be clear on that direction. Even though you know, you know, some things might change. So yeah. if you all just sit back and say, we don't quite know and you don't have a, a, a position to take, um, you're, you're not, you're not creating stability for your team. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. And then the second piece, which is incredibly important is protection. Mm-hmm. So a, a, an environment that's got, that's stable has got a leader that's able to provide clear direction and also be able to protect their team. Mm. The one of the quickest way to lose credibility with your team yeah. is to sell them out and throw your team under the bus yes. at one moment. If the, if say the client or your manager kind of starts to question some of the numbers or something that you're working on and then you're like, yeah, it's, it's, it's mobile. Yeah. Um, if you do that once, mm. that's the end of your credibility yeah. um, with your team. Yeah. And your team needs to know that you can stand up for them when when the going gets tough. Yes. Um in front of the client, you know, you step up or your boss or whoever the key stakeholders are, you step up, you protect your team, you protect their idea, you protect what you collectively have been working on. And then you know you can come back to the office and say, Hey, <laughs> let's uh let's work on that, let's improve that. Yeah. But uh but but selling your team and throwing your any member of your team under the bus mm. that's um that's literally the end of your leadership journey really yeah yeah and i think as someone who is led you want to feel protected you want to feel like you have the room um yep. to grow absolutely so we said um uh, you need to create an environment with stability and there is challenge mm-hmm. uh two components for stability is providing clarity 
and kind protection. of protection for the team. And, and you know, one other element of protection is also just protecting your team from, you know, just additional scope creep. Mm. Um, there will always be something, Hey, it will be great if we can add this and that. Mm. Um, and, and as a leader of that team, sometimes it's to say, no, 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 my team is working on this yeah. for this period. Yeah. Um, so, so, so let's give them the space if you do it, just kind of protect them from, just too many demands because mm-hmm. otherwise they never get to really uh, do their best work if they are disrupted too much. Yeah, really, really good. And so then the components of challenge? The components of challenge is permission and faith. Okay. Ooh, I thought we would be talking about faith. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, permission really speaks to you wanna, team members, you know, want to know, um, that you want them to take some risks you want them to you want to give them the permission to just be bold and just you know like take out what they think um many of us you know you find that the we we have an idea but we feel like we don't have the permission to really fully express ourselves mm. and and it's, it's the case where you know we we hire these amazing creative people and then we literally just shut them down and kind of tell them you know what to do which is which is essentially just wasting talent yeah. if it were yeah it's, ability, it's also the ability to say that we can challenge things we can yes, ask yes, questions yes, yes. we can walk into conflict yeah. um and not bury things deep you know yeah. um because that can create trust as well and then they know oh my i have permission yeah. to to actually you know sort of challenge ideas and, yeah. and that's also part of the creative process as well you know when i when i came up as a as a young consultant one of the firms i worked in you know, they had this value of um you you have the obligation to dissent mm. right and and for me it was like this is it felt a little bit strange you know you know when when your manager says something you know most people just kind of say okay noted thanks we'll do right mm. and 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 what they were challenging us as young consultants was like you got to dissent mm. um we hire you in for potential but you stay here for for contribution mm. uh, and you got to you, you know they just forced us um, and ever since then you know if someone in a meeting I'm running kind of say hey I I think I disagree. You know, like I almost want to jump across the room and almost like hug them. And say, yeah, bring that. We mm. that, that's what we want, and just almost encourage everyone else to can to just feel free to to dissent, to say what they think. Mm. Otherwise, mm. Um, otherwise we we go the final the final product wouldn't be as great. Yeah. And I think if you create that environment where there's permission to do that, then you don't even have to phrase it as dissent. You know, it's just like you just say what you think and feel. And if it differs, we can wrestle that out. Yeah. And so then the second component of challenge. Oh, it's faith. Okay. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So, so creative people and, and the team you lead really, um, need to know that you believe and you have faith in them Mm. and that they can do it. Right. So, you know, if you stretch them, you give them them a monster target uh, there is always a sense that yo can I really do this thing and we, you all know you know we all have our own little doubts here and there mm. and as a leader a big part of your role is to infuse this faith that hey I think you can do it mm. but there's two elements to this one is you can say these things yeah. um, and you obviously you give them the space to do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the second thing is watching your behavior 
Right. Uh, if I say you can do this, Nobile, and then the next moment I want to see how, you follow know, up, follow yeah, up. I'm following yeah. up. And then you're like, but I thought you gave me the, the, mm. you, you trust me. Yes. And, and the, and the quicker we micromanage, the, you know, if, if we micromanage very quickly, we almost just, we, we, we just, Kill whatever we've said yeah. right? Because your actions will speak a lot louder yeah. So um, You also need to truly believe uh, In this person That they can do it Yeah. Otherwise your actions will 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 Say otherwise Yeah and I think it's so important um, To have that conversation So if you are the kind of leader Who wants regular updates To be able to communicate and say um, I trust you yeah. Could you update me every Second day or every <laughs> week or whatever yeah. it is in your time frame or yeah. to say, I just need one, I just need one sentence to know that the project is still on track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or could you update the dashboard and yeah. I'll look at the dashboard? Yeah. Because what can happen and what I've experienced is that I can see it as I'm being micromanaged. Uh, and then my leader's like, no, I completely trust you, but I just, I need to know I'm, <laughs> I'm managing so many people. I need to know that that project is actually still going. So having that conversation to where, and then if you are micromanaging for the person you're leading to be able to say, for me, it comes across as micromanaging and the, here's the room that I need yeah, to be yeah. able to, to feel that you trust me. Lovely, lovely. And, and, you know, he is, the book is, is rich, right? But one of the mm. things he speaks about is, you know, to kind of ensure that you've got the stability and challenge, you also want to have some rituals as a leader. And, um, you want to have some weekly rituals, some monthly rituals, as he calls them, and some quarterly rituals. So, for instance, on a weekly basis, you know, you want to kind of, um, be able to just check in either it's one on one or it's in a, in a, in a team format, but these should be sort of be planned mm-hmm. and people know that there will be an opportunity to either engage or, you know, provide uh, mm-hmm. feedback, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and obviously we can't, uh, prescribe here uh, on the show, but the question is when, as you're leading the team that you lead, do you have one or two? Weekly rituals to engage with your team. Yeah. Second is you do need still some monthly rituals, uh, where you can also step back. You can mm-hmm. not only look at sort of the results, but you know, the team dynamics, the resources, um, overall, where is the team focusing? Do we still have, you know, real good, you know, health, um, metrics in the team? We spoke about healthy organizations a while back. And then you also want to have a quarterly sort of some quarterly rituals where you step back and literally look back in the, in a quarter and, and just kind of look at the, the big picture. Are we still headed in the right direction? Um, is the team developing as it should? Um, and, um, you know, what has sort of been the, the major shifts, uh, from on a when you're looking at it from a three months perspective, yeah. Um, without these rituals, sometimes then you you tend to just jump in here and there, and then like, hey, where are we with this or where are we with that, and then just create a bit of havoc and and a bit of chaos. Yeah, yeah, that's really exciting. I think. Is there anything else you want to cover? Yeah, just to say to the the people listening, this is we've only covered like one part of the <laughs> of the book, which shows you the breadth of, no, that's it, actually no, in this book. No, the book wisdom. Is, the book is huge. And you know, the, the, what I, what I also enjoy, um, as some of you creative people can be very imaginative. He has this metric, um, or a table where he's kind of say, 
um, and we love this as consultants, you know, uh, where you say, if you, so you can imagine with us, uh, if you can, a, a table with sort of four, four squares, mm-hmm. four a matrix. Mm-hmm. A, a matrix, mm-hmm. that's, that's the one. And at the bottom left corner, uh, oh, oh, so you've got two axes. You've yes. got one axis with low challenge and high challenge. So mm-hmm. that's sort of the Y axis. Mm-hmm. And then on the X axis, you start from low stability to high stability. Mm-hmm. And that, that sort of complete the matrix. So let's start at the um, uh, at space where there is low challenge. And there's low stability. Yes. So the environment is, it's, it's a bit chaotic mm. and you're not really being challenged. He kind of says, you know, that team feels lost, mm. right? You're not being stretched and the things are all over the place. Um, and, uh, so, so, so your team is feeling lost right now. Mm. So if you lead a team, uh, that's characterized by the, by those two elements, you may want to do something very yeah. quickly. And then, uh, and then just going up from, so this is top left corner. Uh, it talks about where there's high challenge, mm-hmm. that people are stretched and they have to deliver a lot and there's low stability, right? They, they don't, they're not protected. There, there is no clarity in that environment. Mm. Uh, your team is angry, yeah. uh, right? Because they are like, yeah, we gotta do so much. And all, yeah. oh, there's just so many moving parts and, and, uh, we're battling to, to catch some of the balls. Yeah. Um, pausing there and to just ask a question. Is your team lost or angry? Mm. Especially at the back of, of, of what we've gone through. Mm. Uh, you know, most people that you engage with, you realize that either the budgets have been cut or they have, they're now having to do more with less, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so something really to, to reflect on. Now we're going to go to bottom right of the metric, um, where, where you have low challenge. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of stability. Yeah. <laughs> so, so nice and stable. Mm. We all know we start at eight, we finish at half past four. And, and this is how this whole thing works. And we're not really challenged. Mm. And he kind of says, if you, your team is like that, yes, it's, it's a beautiful environment. The problem is your team is stuck. Yeah. Cause they, you know, they, they're not stretching. They're, yeah. they're, they're not feeling like, there's something here to wake up uh, towards and 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 kind of you know stretch themselves. Yeah. And obviously, with these metrics, there's top right corner, which is where we we will love for your team to be at. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is an environment which is has high on stability and high on challenge. Yeah. And they kind of it kind of calls that environment. Your team in that environment is thriving. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I wonder, I, I don't want to put you in the spotlight, um, where your team might be. Mm-hmm. Well, where's your team? <laughs> <laughs> I think my team is thriving. Thriving, yeah. <laughs> of course, it's self-assessment. <laughs> <laughs> From my perspective, my team is thriving. <laughs> no, but I think these are really good, especially when they break down the challenge and stability. When Todd breaks that down around, because these are workable items. So if you look at it and you think to yourself, oh, I think my team might be stuck, or at least the creatives in my team might be feeling stuck, which means you could be 
you're thinking you're creating a stable environment for people to feel like it's a healthy environment, but you're actually not challenging them. And one day they say they're leaving and you wonder why, Yeah. you know, so how do you bring in that challenge? How do you give them permission to take risks? How do you show that you have faith in them yeah. to, to create and do new things yeah. um, to get them into that high stability, high challenge environment where they can thrive? Lovely. So, you know, our, our hope uh, for this show is for your team to, to, to be thriving. Yes. Um, and, um, and, and if you lead a team, really, uh, the first step, I think, will be for you to, to kind of just assess, um, where am I? And mm-hmm. kind of do that honestly. Yes. Um, and he kind of says, so once you've figured that out, you know, you want to kind of look at these three F's, if it were, um, to just your role in wherever you will find your team, your role then sort of becomes you bring focus, you bring function, mm-hmm. and you bring fire. Um, you know, obviously, you know, as an author myself too, I can appreciate why <laughs> the words are written they are because they need to, they need to, they need to be, they need to be, uh, uh, they need to all start with F, right? <laughs> um, so, so your primary role, uh, in providing stability and challenge is that, um, in the folk, you know, you want to bring focus on the work that they do. Um, and focus primarily kind of at every point in time you're asking yourself. And if I ask your team, um, what are we doing? What are we not doing? And when are we doing it? So yeah. you wanna, if I come to and ask your team, can they give me like super clear answer, That's answers on these things? And if they can, then you know you're really providing focus, uh, for your team. Um, and the, and the function piece is speaks to function is about how you answer the following questions, largely just these two. How will we do it? And, um, what do we need in order to do it? Yeah. Um, can your team like really say out loud or, and, and resoundingly, yes, uh, they know and they have answers to these questions that are around function. Mm-hmm. And the last one is, is sort of my favorite, um, which is your role is to bring some fire, um, in the team. And fire speaks about answering these two questions. Why are we doing it? Right. It speaks to the inspiration and the purpose and the big reason why. And, um, so two questions. Why are we doing it? And what will it mean? Mm. Um, uh, in the end. So you bring fire, function and focus to ensure that your team has good stability and challenge. If you can do that. Sure. You can successfully lead um, a knowledge worker team. You can successfully mm. lead a team of creatives. Amazing. And that will not feel like you're hitting tigers anymore. Uh, yeah. So that was hurting tigers by Todd Henry. Awesome. We, we hope and we wish for your team to thrive. Um, so if some of these elements uh, could be... If you could maybe take one or two of these elements and start to, you know, implement, um, mm. I think one of the, one of the, um, one of the most important thing, uh, for us to do here is that, you know, as you listen to us, it's not just about you sort of accumulating a lot of knowledge, but it's just taking one or two things and say, Hey, um, maybe I can, 
action this today. Mm. Maybe I can action that today. Mm. So hopefully you pick one of these elements and, um, and you implement and helps your team thrive. Uh, but until then, go out there and super lead. Cliffcentral.com.